Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is take advantage of what God gives you. Now, here's Pastor Carrie. Praise God. How are you feeling today? Blessed. That's exactly what I was feeling. Blessed. Blessed to be here. Blessed to be a part of this church, this congregation. Blessed to be in the presence of the Lord. It's been a good day. Uh, We are kind of in my last sermon of the breakout sermon uh, or series, which we've been talking about. Obviously, New Year's has, has come and a lot of people make their resolutions. Uh, I've spent the last three Sabbaths talking about ways of, of really breaking out of your life circumstances. And the first one was, was talking about how allow yourself to do what is right. A lot of times you go through a, re- a stressful day. You have a bad day, and you say, you come home, and you're like, you feel entitled. Oh, I deserve this gallon of ice cream. <laughs> right? I deserve it. Life has been hard for me. At least give me this gallon of ice cream. Right? Our little guilty pleasures. Um, if we could realize that doing what is best for us, um, is truly what's best. And allow yourself to say, hey, I come home, I've had a long day, and I will have a salad. I'm just using that as, it doesn't sound exciting. It, It doesn't sound, I'd rather have that gallon of ice cream. But what I'm, my point of it is, during, we handle the stresses of life sometimes in ways that um, that are dysfunctional or harmful to us. But if we are good to ourselves, um, good things will happen. And then last week it was, do people really change? And I gave um, opportunities or ideas of how we can change. But ultimately comes by us really desiring and wanting that change to happen. Um, and today's sermon title is Take Advantage of What God Gives You uh, for a Breakout Life. That is the thought of the day. Let us pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for this good day. Thank you for um, the opportunity to be with you and be with our church family. And Lord, I just pray that you, you guide us in our message. Maybe you're Holy Spirit, lead us right now to open our hearts, open our minds, and that maybe we will be a little bit different um, as we were just uh, before this. Thank you, Father, for everything. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a premise that I'm going to start with. In Philippians 4.19 says, My God will meet... All your needs according to the riches of the 
of his glory in Christ Jesus. He, God will meet all, doesn't say a little bit, I should have underlined that, all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And what is his riches? How much, how rich is it? I was listening to, it was just a commercial yesterday talking about Vanderbilt. You know who Vanderbilt is? It's not just a school. But Vanderbilt at one point had more money than the U.S. Treasury. That's rich, right? That's a lot of money. But so Vanderbilt's rich, but how rich is our God, right? Beyond, right? And he says he, in this promise, he will meet all our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Do you feel like your needs are being met in life? There's some yeses, amen. How about this? I believe, yes, some of our needs are being met. God gives us. But I also believe our limitations of who God is is keeping us from truly breaking out to the life that God wants us to live fully. Right? So yes, he helps us in and what we allow him to help us with. Right? He helps us what we allow him to help us with. But we, for some reason, we see God with his arms open wide, his hands open, willing to give us so much more. But we ourselves are looking down or looking away and not accepting what God fully has for us. Taking advantage of what God has given you. That's the title of the sermon. I believe God is continuously all around giving us, showing us a greater way, a better way, a, a way that will break us out of our current situations all the time. Miracles happen every day. And have you seen that? Like sometimes in life you, you maybe you see it as a child who, who has, you know, is doing his homework and he's struggling with it. And if he just looked a little bit further, he would have it right. But he's just so focused on one small part of it and not able to gra- get the big picture. We live life like that. All of us do. God wants so much more for us than we are accepting. So that's the premise of this. But we continue on. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. We get in life what we put into it. We were talking about this. I have to um, pardon my young adults because I've learned I'm talking a lot about my sermons during my young adult class, and he's, they're hearing it over twice. 
getting double benefit, right? <laughs> but anyways, we we're talking about if someone is spending their time five hours a day playing video games every single day, that is what they are sowing, right? They're sowing this five hours a day, so that's 35 hours a week. And what do they get out of it? Uh, whatever benefit that it is. And in my world, it's maybe limited benefit, right? In life, in general, all of us, what are we sowing? What are you spending your time on? Not even just your time, like your actual, you know, what you're doing. But what are you, if you're spending your time on worry, for example. If your mind is constantly in worry, that is what you're sowing. Guess what? You're going to reap more worry or a life of worry. You know, some of us have kind of a fatalistic, maybe, perception of life. That bad things will happen. And we, we, we look at the future and maybe bad things are going to happen. But I believe God wants, you believe God loves us and we are his children. And wants the very best and the very most for us. Do you believe that? He is. And he's all and he's he says he he says he can provide all of our needs with his riches. But what happens is we are reaping what we sow. If we have in life that is in constant worry, that is what we're sowing, that's what we're gonna get. If, obviously, if we have a bad destructive habit, for example, and we're spending our life on, you know, that destructive habit, we are going to reap that. There's a lot of times we blame God for bad things that are happening to us, but in reality, we created it because of our thought process our habits, or the way we look at our lives. And if you feel like your life is kind of always the same, continuously doing the same things over and over again, and if it's not showing good results, something needs to change. For us to break out, right? For next year, I'm going to be up here, and you can tell me how your year is going to be out, and you're going to say, whoa, I'm such a different person. I broke out of my life experiences. Life has changed. It's awesome. How is that change going to happen? It's going to happen because we've changed. We've decided we wanted a different outcome for our life. And if your current outcome is not one of happiness, not one of joy, of peace, of love, then God, you're not really accepting what God wants to give you. 
Because that's what he wants you to have. Amen? So, going on in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8. Every pastor needs to read this to the congregation every once in a while because we need to keep our church, you know, moving. Um, but, uh, but this is not why I'm bringing it up. It says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves all cheerful givers. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This isn't just about emptying your pockets for church, right? That you should have a joy in your heart to give. Um, but this is about way you live your life. God has given you this life to live, right? And again, it's like you reap what you sow. It's from the, 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 chat, the, the verse before that. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, you reap what you sow. You put, you get what you give. And God wants to give you abundantly. God wants you to experience the fullness of life. God wants to experience, you experience the complete joy. But for whatever reason, we are not accepting it. And some of it, a lot of it is not just our faults. We have an expectation of the way life is going to be or should be. We were programmed as a child, like if your parents had a hard life, you have a program as a child that your life will be hard too. Or you make choices similar to your parents. Or the world people around you. We've, we've learned. We've learned how to be. To have neg- negative life experiences. From people around us. Right? I was learning. There are certain cultures. Where 90% of babies born. Are born out of wedlock. Right? So that's that's ninety percent of the babies born are born presumably without a father in their life. That's crazy, right? So why does it ninety percent why why doesn't it ninety percent this generation and not ten percent the next generation? Because it's just something that's just passed on from generation. That's just the way it is. And the way it is in our lives, the way it is in our cultures around us, you see it when in depressed societies or depressed family life or depressed um, work experiences. These are all things that we have learned from generation to generation. But what we haven't realized is that God wants so much more for us. Right? And he is the God that is all powerful. We believe that. We're here at church, right? Worshiping this loving God who's capable of doing all things. 
And it says, capable to fulfill all your needs. Why isn't that happening? Because our perception of what we deserve or the way we should live, we've been taught a certain way. But God wants us to break out. God wants more from us. Not more so we can experience life to to the fullest that God created us to live. Good example is this. Matthew 25, 21 says, His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Do you know where this verse is coming from? Yeah, the story of the talents. Right? Here's a guy that had five talents. And he came back with more. Here's a guy with two talents. And came back with more. But then there's this guy with one talent. And he was afraid of his master. So what did he do with his talent? He just put it in a hole and buried it. And when he came, when the master came, he looked, hey, look it, I got your coin. And the master said, you could at least put it in the bank and got 0.001 interest, which is what I get. That would have been better. God entrusted us with us, our lives, right? God created us to be on this planet for a reason. Not to go and dig ourselves a hole and jump in it. And when we come, at least we didn't make a mistake. That's how, that's how we often live. We're afraid of making big mistakes instead of really living. So we're not, it's not just about us. Having a breakout life is not just about me. In fact, it's more about his purpose and the others around us. My life as a pastor is about being there for people, right? So a breakout life is what is God using me to be there more for his people. It's not just so you can have a Lamborghini, right? And you can go and be rich. This isn't prosperity gospel where if we pray hard enough, we're going to win the lottery. That's not what this is. But it's being used to the fullest. And we're not being used for the fullest because we're not accepting fully what God wants to give us. Last verse, Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand.
the, the one with the one talent was living in fear. Stopping from doing what his master wanted him to do because he was afraid. Most of us in our lives, we either move forward or stop. And what stops us is because we're afraid. But this verse talks about how as we are with God, he will strengthen you. That you do not have to fear. You don't have to fear. You live your life, you're 80 years old, you made a few mistakes, you, you know, at least you lived to the fullest. Or 80 years old, you hid yourself, buried yourself in a hole, and you fill your life with regrets. I could have done this. I should have done this. I'm excited about the future for all of us, for a breakout future where we are not living in fear, but we are allowing God to strengthen us, to keep moving forward, and to expect amazing things to happen to us. Because that's what God wants us to have. And as we do that, as Christians are having these breakout lives, guess what? The world sees all of us with our lights on, shined, and the world is a better place because of it. Let us pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to come to you, Lord. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for always giving. Thank you for always loving us. And Father, help us, Lord. Forgive us of our, of our doubts, our fears. Forgive us of the things that stop us from truly moving and growing, Lord. And help us to desire more, to experience more, to have a greater impact on the world around us. We pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.